Hi, I'm Big Nakuma, and I'm Audio Nerd sixty four, and we are your gamer friends. Gamer friends, gamer friends. Oh, you did it this time. Yeah, you happy? I am happy. Thank you. Yeah, whatever. Ooh, um, logging on. We're going to talk about one hundred hour work weeks for the Red Dead staff. Black Ops Four has launched. Blackout Mania has gripped Twitch. City Skylines and The Sims are getting new expansion packs. Fallout 76 had a stress test. And one of our favorite characters got an honorable profile in Kotaku. In these past two weeks in Nerddom, we're getting into Iron Fist. Rest in peace. Luke Cage. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. And Daredevil. Just living long and prospering. For now. God bless. For now. <laughs> Black Panther 2. Black Widow. A lot of black stuff. Mm. You know, well, Scarlet might be black. She might, she might actually be, might be in both movies. <laughs> the the new Glass trailer. We are recapping Insecure season three, and we're talking the controversy surrounding Geeks of Color. On the home screen, we are kicking it with Halo Four, Two Dots, Destiny Two, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and Forza Horizon Four. I don't know why you said it like that. Forza. I am Italian. Okay. <laughs> that's that's a lot. Uh, but first, a little housekeeping. We are officially moving our release day to Mondays. Woo! Because, you know. It gives you more time. Yes, it gives you more time. The semester is really ramping up. Midterms are coming. Mm. And I need more time sometimes. So is winter. So. Winter is also coming what is that? We have to wait till the summer, right? No. Is it the summer or next summer? March. March? Okay, I can deal with that. It's like March. March. So I yeah. thought about it because I know that I'm going to be playing the division while I'm. Um. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Um. I think that's the only housekeeping thing. Yeah. Um. Well, let's go ahead and log on. Let's go ahead. Um. I'm going to start with the least controversial thing. <laughs> okay. What's funny? Oh, because it's this has just been a a mess. It has been a mess. It's been week. hard to be Two a weeks. geek. It's been mm-hmm. hard to be a geek of color. Hmm. Well, anyway. someone that is a geek of color and is prospering, absolutely prospering. Yes. Sonic Fox, profile in Kotaku, queer furry will kick your ass and will let you know about yourself while he's doing it. Yeah, it's. It's impressive. It is impressive. We're going to link this in the show notes. I think it's really just best for you to read on your own. Mm-hmm. Take it all in. Soak it all up. It is... I haven't read it yet. I have, to, I have to check it out. Chef's Kiss. That good of a profile. Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. Mm. Hmm. Love Sonic Fox. All right. Well, something slightly more controversial than that. But maybe not as controversial because I hear it did well. Hmm. The Fallout 76 stress test. Yes. Actually, can you explain what a stress test is? Sure. So it's essentially a beta, but it is a limited time only beta that is intended to give the developer, in this case Bethesda, an idea of what the server load is going to be when they launch the game. So that they know whether or not their servers are going to be able to handle the load of having all of the people in the world on at one time. Got it. I was like, who 
is being stressed. I'm stressed <laughs> always, but I don't understand. Yeah, it's a server stress test. And, you know, it seems like you could pretty much do whatever. It was like the game. There were some limitations, of course, but you only mm-hmm. had two hours or four hours. I think it was four hours. You only had four hours, so there's only so much you could do. Right. Um, and by all accounts, it seems like Fallout 4 meets Grand Theft Auto in the sense that it's an open world where you have other players and it's like a lobby. Mm-hmm. It's not... Uh, it's not the way Destiny works, for instance, where each zone is its own lobby. And as soon as you leave one zone to go into another zone, you are matchmaking into a different server. Okay. Um, whereas in this one, much like Grand Theft Auto Online, the map is the map. And who's on the map is who's on the map. And people are coming and going, maybe. Um, but you can see where everyone is. And you know at all times where people are and pretty much can guess what they're up to. Mm -hmm. And there's different events on the map that are marked. So in terms of how it deals with being a massively multiplayer online game is very similar to how GTA Online deals with it, Mm -hmm. which is not the same as like The Division, for instance, or Destiny, which uh, I think work really well. Um, I think Grand Theft Auto Online also works really well for the type of play that it is. I'm interested to see how the Fallout community reacts, though, because I know that there's very strong opinions on both sides. Mm. People who really loved it, people who think this is going to be 100% their jam, many Bones of Feet members included in that number, Mm -hmm. um, and then people who are not excited at all. Well, I mean, you know, that's... I'm not surprised to hear that. I mean, Fallout was never an MMO. So I would imagine that the people who are like, you know, want their single player storyline are probably yeah. not going to be too enthused. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because uh, a lot of the folks that we know who are jazzed for this game mostly play multiplayer games. Yeah. And Fallout's kind of like the one off single player experience. And so they're excited because it's melding the two of them together. Um, so I imagine most of the people who are excited are feeling the same way. Um, for me, it almost kind of doesn't go far enough. One of the in-depth reviews that I was reading uh, essentially said that there's no other living, breathing characters in the game. It's just you and the people inhabiting the world who are other players. There's no NPC characters moving around, walking around in the world. It's all computers talking to you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, something about that just doesn't sit well with me and doesn't make me feel like it's going to be for me. So I am still intending well, to try it. How is that any different from like Destiny? Like, um, well, I mean, there's the, the vendors in the like this vendors and like people who help move the storyline, but it's not like yeah. You're, I mean, they've certainly gotten better about having people fight along with you in Forsaken, for instance. A lot of the missions you're fighting alongside people from the tower or other NPC characters, which you're right, hasn't been the norm. But I mean, like, there's not even vendors that are real living, breathing people. It's all computers. Imagine if the tower in Destiny was just like a, a kiosk. bank of computers. Yeah, like I would. That would feel very cold to me. I but mean, it it's is a nuclear you wasteland. Know, the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. So I I get it. As someone who doesn't 
love the Fallout universe already, not because I dislike it, just because I haven't ever gotten into it. Mm-hmm. I'm not like throwing my hands in the air excited for this. Mm. But all my friends are going to play, and so I'm going to try it. Oh. I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to get like a Gamefly rental or something. Well, have fun. <laughs> Fallout's not my jam, and I don't plan on trying it out, so whatever. Yeah. We'll I see. mean, it sounds I mean, good for the people who love it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm happy. I'm happy that Fallout is now another title that is multiplayer with friends. Oh, no, sorry. That is open world with friends. Yeah. So... I mean, that's what most games are now. Yes. Well, all the games I'm looking forward to for the most part. All the games, we're just going to be buying one, the same, you know, what Jen said. We're just going to be, <laughs> yeah, just gonna be one be game. The same game. It's going to be the same, the same thing. <laughs> but you know what? If anyway. it's all Destiny, I'm, okay, I'm kind of okay with that. Especially well, if that Harry Potter game comes out. Moving on. All right, what are some other low controversy topics? I don't think many people are feeling like uh, new expansion packs for The Sims and for City Skylines are controversial. Especially not you. No, I'm very excited. Again, um, I I just don't know if I'm going to have the time. They're both coming out relatively soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, City Skylines comes out, when you hear this, uh, it might be tomorrow or it might be today depending on when you listen. So, yeah, it's uh, coming out really soon. Uh, I'm probably going to buy it but not play it. I just don't have the time this week. What's the expansion? Uh, The expansion is Industries, and it essentially overhauls the industrial system, which really needed an overhaul in City Skylines. And in life. True, true. We'll talk about that uh, soon. Um, (laughs) But this is more aimed at, like, you know, actual mechanical industry. It's just kind of going back to basics and fixing a few things that should have really been kind of base game mechanics, much like the Park Life expansion. They overhauled how you made and managed and placed parks, and it was really needed. And it had been something that modders were working on, and Mm -hmm. you could have things in the game that fixed it, but this is like a vanilla fix of a lot of that stuff. Right. Also, I'm not too worried about playing it fast anyway because all my mods are going to break, which means my city is going to be unplayable until um, all of the modders update, update the, mods the mods for the new expansion. So mm. the safest time to play new expansions for City Skylines anyway is actually uh, several uh, weeks after. <laughs> okay. Um, so a month out, which is probably when you'll have time to play. Yeah, yeah, when the holidays come around. Um, Same thing for The Sims. The Sims, right after our last episode, announced a new expansion pack, not just a new career, not just uh, terrain tools, but a whole new expansion pack, which is basically adding back in the ability to get famous and use your fame to, like, get into special nightclubs and, like, that kind of thing. Which is the only reason why I want to become famous just to, just for the nightclubs. <laughs> um, there's a lot of other <laughs> perks, I would assume. We don't know much about it yet. Okay. Um, they kind of do this guerrilla marketing campaign where they announce something really, really close to when they're releasing it uh, and then just give you a drip every week of major content. Mm-hmm. So this is coming out on November 16th, and uh, we don't know too much yet, but I'm assuming uh, by the time the next episode comes out, we will have some more information information, but if it works anything like the previous versions, uh, I'm going to be really annoyed with it, and I'm considering not getting this one. Oh. Yeah. Might not 
Hmm. Wow, Mr. Sims over here. Yeah, I'm excited because I know that the possibility of them adding in a bunch of stuff that I would like is very high. Like, uh-huh. Even just the world, it looks like a really interesting world that they've created. So unlike previous iterations, there are no custom worlds. All of the worlds that we have are the ones that they make. Right. And so any packs that come out with a world, you know, that's the real baseline benefit as far as I'm seeing it. Mm-hmm. But I've never been a huge fan of the celebrity systems in The Sims. I almost always turn them off in the settings. When I play The Sims, I'm going to live out my celebrity dreams because it probably won't happen in real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's we'll see. the point. Simulation. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just find them to be kind of an annoying system, but I don't know enough about it yet to place any judgment. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to be excited for new Sim stuff coming out. All right. Fair enough. Um, I bet that no one on The Sims is working 100 hours a week, though, to make this happen. <laughs> Uh, mm, mm. All right. So if you're not caught up. Capitalism is a plague. Yes. One. Caught up. <laughs> that's it. Doot, doot, doot. <laughs> theme music. Um, so one of the, uh, I think one of the lead writers on Red Dead 2 was talking about the game in an interview. And in said interview, he mm, bragged? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stated, mm-hmm. we'll take a neutral stance or whatever. Okay. Okay. For now, stated that, you know, the team has been working 100 plus hour weeks to get the game finished on time. Crunch. Crunch. He didn't use that term, though. Um, and then Twitter decided to have a meltdown. For good. Mm, it was like a good, I'd say it was about like a 70-30 split. Like 70% of people were like, this is trash. What the fuck are you bragging about this for? And 30% were like, well, if they hate their jobs, they don't want to work 100 plus hour weeks because they're not passionate. They should just find new jobs. Oh, my God. Actually, our Twitter account. <laughs> oh, my God. our Twitter account. Um, I was arguing with someone on our Twitter account who was I in the 30%. got all of the notifications and I was annoyed by it. <laughs> it was fucking early. It was like too early to be arguing with people and I was just like, was I'm not like even out of bed. Yeah, I was like not out of bed yet. <laughs> and I was just like, what is, what is happening? That's how I found out what happened because of the argument. <laughs> Listen, I'd be on the Twitter. Um, you be on the Twitter. Stay on that phone. I, ugh, look. This is a routine thing that happens in the gaming industry. Yes. And it is a plague. It is a pox on the industry. And to reiterate, the gaming industry needs to unionize. The the writers figured this out a few years ago, and there have been like mass unionizations of writing rooms across the country. We just need to do the same thing with video games. I mean... Also, I think it is just a problem with media companies mm. or media, the media industry in general, whether it be mm-hmm. music, games, podcasts, TV. Like, there's always like this element of crunch. There's all this element of like you are expected to work 12 plus hours in a day. And if you're like not meeting that ridiculous standard, then you're not doing it right. And I've never worked in video games, but I worked in music and I've worked in podcasts now. And I do feel a type of way about, you know, that structure. 
I mean, like, you know, I'm a freelancer when it comes to the podcast stuff. So, like, if I have to work overtime, it's just more billable hours. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, the producers don't get that. It's a huge problem. And I think it's a bigger problem that, you know, he was okay, he was just like free will. Like, yeah, we work. These people work over 100 hours a week. It's great. This game is going to be great. There's like a badge of pride with being exploited among certain people. Like, oh, I'm being so exploited that I know to be proud of the work that I'm doing. And I just think that that is not, it's not just a fucked up symptom of the industry or of the company. It's like a fucked up symptom of our relationship to capital, our relationship to our labor, our relationship to the economic system that we're all under. Like, I'm going to stop myself before I go on my rants. We all know how I am about these things. But I I just, it, it is so telling to me. You know, I used to also work in a field where it was glorified to be at the office all the time. In fact, they made a TV show about it called The West Wing, and frequently the main characters are having a 5 a.m. breakfast, lunch, and then late night 11 p.m. dinner at the office, and that was like what I aspired to be doing with my life was throwing Mm -hmm. it away at at the White House or some other political office. And it took a long time for me to beat that out of myself. And it started, you know, not even being a really political thing or an ideological thing, just like, hey, if I do my job really well, I don't have to be here super late. And so I'm not going to be ashamed or guilted into staying super late Mm -hmm. because other people make it seem like, you know, that's how you're doing a good job. Yeah. I would even argue that, like, you don't even have to do a job particularly well (laughs) to, like, not work longer than eight hours in a day. Exactly. I think, like, an average job, an average performance, even, fuck, a bad performance, who gives a fuck? I feel like, you know, like, what's the point here? And And I've been thinking a lot about it in, for video games especially, and I'm like, well, if they've been working on this game for, you know, however many years, what's the crunch now? Is it just poor time management? Do yeah. they, or like, you know, did they, were they not at a spot that they thought that they were at when they announced the game? And then I was thinking like, well, why do we, like these games that we're getting, we're getting like multiple huge AAA titles a year that we all don't finish anyway. Do these games need to come out as much as they do? Do they need to come out as quickly as they like, I would rather get games at a slower pace if people were working less on them over longer periods of time. I completely 100% agree with everything you're saying in sentiment. But, like, we're talking about Rockstar. We're not talking about Ubisoft, where Ubisoft does crank out multiple AAA titles every year. Rockstar doesn't do that. Rockstar has a few marquee franchises that come out every half decade or so. Sure, but, like... They milk Grand Theft Auto with expansions and events and blah blah blah. Completely. The- no, no, I'm not disputing. Again, I'm not disputing yeah, yeah, anything yeah. you're saying. I'm saying that it underlines the fact that this is really the studio's fault. Right. Like, for there even needing to be a crunch, that indicates there's a problem because they set the date. Like, yeah. no one is forcing them to <laughs> to release this game on this date. Yeah, they like can it- push it back two weeks or so. 
two weeks, they could have pushed it back a year and people would have still played it. Right. It's like all this nonsense with like the DCEU. Like they can you can make a super a Superman movie whenever. Niggas are still gonna go to theaters and see it. <laughs> right. Like, you can wait. They don't they didn't have to compete with Marvel. They did. They lost. Are losing. Also, how I'm scary is it that they're saying it's the writing staff that's doing this? Yeah. Well, they were like, well, then he like walked back his comments and were like, well, it's not like the whole staff. We had had this, this whole wholesome community. We're all family here. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That bullshit. Those are the worst places when yeah. they see your family. And Ooh. then, you know, he was like, well, like as the lead writers, like the lead group, the, like the lead core team, we wanted to really make sure we had a really good product. How was the script not finalized last year? Aren't they animating the lips to mimic what people are saying? I mean, there's there's animation. They got to record the niggas. Apparently, they recorded a whole bunch of niggas. I, mm. you know, I... It's, they could have just... I, oh, and also they have... This franchise specifically has a bad track record with it because the first game, they it was like the same thing. And they were like, well, you know, like we're not forcing anyone to do, you know, to like work all these hours, but like... Wink, wink. Yeah, we're we're forcing people to work these hours, and if people don't want to do them, then they have to be let go for a blah 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 reason. And it's just like a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, no, it's completely a ploy. There's no reason for it. A studio, if CD Projekt Red came out and said, "Hey, we're gonna get Cyberpunk to you in 2022," and if we don't think it's going well in 2020, we might push back to 2024. Like, people will be like, okay, I guess, like, I'm just gonna have to wait for this game. Ooh. Exactly. Like, like I'm just why, gonna have to wait. You just gonna have to wait. Like, I don't understand this whole, like, we have to, we have to make this date that, like, looks cool and build all this hype and whatever. Right. It's like, just like really. Or if you're gonna do that, be at a certain place. Right. Don't be like, don't, you know, be the musician who's gonna, like, book the album release party and have a venue, but, you know, your shit isn't mixed yet. Or you haven't even, you know, recorded all your parts. Which I've seen. <laughs> uh. So, <laughs> look, I, you know, it's... This it, is the hype machine around these games. I don't think doesn't need... It doesn't need to be there. Because, like, what? Cyberpunk isn't coming out for, like, another few years. I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's going to be great when it comes out. Rockstar is definitely of the same caliber and clout that they could have been like, hey, so we all know that you know this is coming, but you don't know it's coming yet. And we're actually going to hold the date until we can be sure that we're going to hit that date. And then just kept it rocking. That's all. That's it. That's all they needed to do. I wish more studios would do that. Be the Beyonce's. Drop the <laughs> shit when it's ready. Right. And when it comes, it comes. Be yeah. the Brianna's. Stop out here being... Well. What? I, I do want to eventually play it, so I don't know that I want to encourage them to be Rihanna's. Hey, I didn't say be the Frank Oceans. I said... <laughs> 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 you know. Just, just... Ooh, they need to add that to the gif. <laughs> All right. We should put that in show notes. Um, I think that's that's all I have to say. Rockstar, treat your employees better, please. Because a lot of employees did come out and was like, "Yo, this place is toxic AF." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, (sighs) so moving on to perhaps the most controversial piece of news: PUBG has been killed. The murderer is blackout. 
oh, I was like, where are you going with <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't think it's actually more controversial or Man down. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> or um, I don't think PUBG is dead either. I think no, uh, but I, uh, reports of its demise are are a little early. I haven't played PUBG in a minute. I mean, I haven't played PUBG in a minute either, but uh, listen, I'm very in tune to the Twitch community because uh, – it is my background noise at work. <laughs> and, you know, I know what people are playing. And all of my favorite people who played the hell out of the beta, that's how I know that the Blackout beta went so well. Mm-hmm. That's how I know that it was really, like, good in comparison. Mm-hmm. They're sticking it out with PUBG. They're going back oh, to Choco PUBG. Taco's back. I mean, PUBG. like, they're playing Blackout for sure, uh-huh, but-, but they are still playing PUBG. So if I'm taking them to be like the temperature of the community, I think people are, you know, really into it. But it might be that the Call of Duty folks were just a different group of folks. And I mean, like I said, I feel like the Call of Duty was like PUBG light. And like if I'm going to watch that type of Battle Royale gameplay, I'm going to want to watch PUBG. Yeah. Because that is a pro game. Like if you are good at PUBG, you are good. Yeah, I I think it's definitely easier to pick up and play. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's how Fortnite ended up becoming dominant. Yeah, I mean, and it's not to like, I'm not shitting on the game. I'm not shitting on yeah. players who decide to pick that up over PUBG. You know, it's just like, I'm it's not, twice I'm not, do as I want to watch for PUBG as PUBG for one game mode, too? Yeah. Like, I would be down to just pay for Blackout. Charge me 20 bucks just for Blackout, and I, I would totally play. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to play zombies, and I don't want to play the multiplayer. Fair enough. And they don't even have a campaign mode. <laughs> well. But campaign modes are so 2016, man. I'm willing to bet that it is probably going to be one of the highest selling games of the year, though. Hmm. Yeah. Damn, the year's almost over, too. It is. We'll have right. to see. We'll have to see. Um... But yeah, I don't think PUBG is dead. I think people are really, really enjoying Blackout. And for good reason. It's really, It looks really good. I haven't played it yet. I won't be playing it unless somehow I get a free copy or something. Um, mm. But, you know, the more the merrier. I hope everyone When it gets fun. on Game Pass a year from now. Oh, I finally... I don't think they'll put it on Game Pass. Probably not. Because no. Activision, you know? Yeah. I was, it was more of a joke than anything. Oh. You didn't have to look that deep into it. But Sorry. Sorry. Here we are. I take you seriously. My bad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whatever, nigga. Okay. Uh, let's move over to these past two weeks in Nerddom. Oof. Ciao. I know. Season three of Iron Fist. It's not going to be a thing. <laughs> we even finished season two yet. No, we haven't. It is considerably better. Miles ahead. It is. Of season one. Still not good. No. Still it's not better still not than good. Daredevil season one. No. Doesn't hold a candle to Jessica Jones. Season no. two. No. Or season one. And I gotta say Jessica Jones season. was like a little slow in season two. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, even Punisher. But there was still so much wonderful violence. Yeah. To keep me engaged in and just how violent it could Iron be. This, this season, to give it credit. Yeah. They're setting up an interesting storyline. Sure. Um, the most interesting parts don't have anything to do with Iron Fist. Nope. Or Davos. Nope. It's all Missy and Colleen. Yep. Just give them a show. Daughters of the Dragon. 
I mean, it's very easy to do. Heroes for Hire. Heroes for Hire. Just put all four of those motherfuckers together, and it's the show. Well, you know, that gets into the rumor that involves Luke Cage. Season three, also not happening. A week later, yeah, Netflix was like, hm, you thought we were done? <laughs> Luke Cage is going too, motherfuckers! It's gone. I'm just interested to see if Jessica Jones is coming next week. They're no, not going to cancel Daredevil no. right away if they are planning on canceling it. They can't cancel Jessica Jones. It's too good. I think people really like it. There would be an uproar. I would expect like a Sense8 uproar if Jessica Jones was to go. And I feel like Jessica Jones can handle itself without needing to be part of a larger universe. Which it did for two seasons. Yeah. Very well. I mean, it was intersected. But barely. Yeah. Yeah. More so because of the Defenders, because of yeah. You know, the I mean, stuff. the beginning of season one had Luke Cage in it, but they, yeah, they yeah, were yeah, fucking yeah. in the comics too. So anyway, just um, get rid of Luke Cage, get rid of Iron Fist. I'm not upset. Just condensed them yeah. into one show. Here's for hire. I'm really not upset. And then don't put Luke or Danny in it. Be honest. <laughs> I just want Misty Knight, and Colleen. Well, they've already said that. So I want. They've already said that Luke and Danny are going to be in. The Marvel Universe still. Ugh. So I do think that they're heading for Heroes for Hire. Um, I'm interested in the way they're doing it. I kind of figured that they would announce Heroes for Hire and not cancel Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Well, the way that everybody, all these showrunners and all the actors are talking about it, they're like, get issues is over. And there was also people are speculating that like, Netflix is just getting rid of them so they that way they can be on Disney's streaming service. But the way everyone's talking about it, they're like, this shit is done, my nigga. It's over. Okay. So. No, I feel like they made a statement about, about Danny and Luke being in other things. Yeah, it could be like Jessica Jones or Daredevil. It doesn't necessarily. I, I didn't think that that meant oh, necessarily. I'm, I'm not oh, taking their stuff whole, is over to mean that the characters are over. I'm taking it to mean that, like, yeah, the individual shows are over. Yeah, but that, to me, that doesn't read, necessarily read, we're going to give all these showless characters a new show. I mean, I can't see a situation where they get rid of them. Either they are moving over to the Disney streaming service or they're going to be put on to Heroes for Hire or they're just going to keep doing Defenders. One of I, one of those three things either is Either way, the people working on the shows as they are right now, it looks like to me don't know a goddamn thing that's going on. I mean, that's probably true. So who the fuck knows? I don't. You don't. Mike Coulter doesn't know. Mm. Um, Finn don't know. <clears throat> nobody knows. To put a cap on this, I just want to say that we have not seen an episode of Daredevil season three yet. No, yeah, no. Because I, I want to finished Iron Fist. I know we I feel like we have to pay our dues. We have to get through, <laughs> have to get through Iron Fist and then we can enjoy. It's here's fine. part of the problem. We've been playing video games so we. much. I I have been playing a lot of games. I've been playing video games so much <laughs> that I have not wanted like when I sit down to watch some TV, I'm never in the mood to sit down for an hour. Look, and these shits came out back to back, too. They did. Like, and we kind of forgot Iron Fist came out. We did. Actually, we definitely, we I all had forgot. no prior notice. I got the Netflix email. We're just like, oh, I guess we better watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe it's Marvel's own fault. 
Eh, whatever. I think that is an argument, though, that Jessica Jones is coming next because we got a lot of Daredevil preview stuff. Like, we got a lot of Daredevil promo, but no Jessica Jones promo, no Luke Cage promo, no Iron Fist promo. And maybe you can say the Jessica Jones stuff was because of the movies that were coming out around that time. I don't know if it was Black Panther and Infinity War or Infinity War and Ant-Man and the Wasp. But whatever combo of movies it was... I understand why they weren't promoting it so much. But given that they didn't promote the other ones either, I'm kind of thinking, oh, (laughs) maybe this is the pattern. I am not going to entertain Jessica Jones being canceled. I'm not going to entertain the thought Jessica Jones being canceled until it happens. Okay. I don't entertain speculation here. (laughs) Next episode, let's commit to uh, at least having started Daredevil, which means we have to get through Iron Fist in the next two weeks. I think it's doable. I do think it's doable. Things are dying down in the video game world, mm. at least a little bit. Right. For me, because I don't have big releases coming up. Right. Not oh, for you. I, yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, um, um, Marvel News continuing. Ryan is coming back post-snap to write and direct Black Panther 2, which is exciting. We have so much beauty in one person. I have no idea what the fuck is going to happen. Mm. We can't even speculate on what the fuck is going to happen because I speculate a lot. The, the, I, well, you think you know we've we've spec you have speculated on the podcast about what you think is going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know anything at this point. I was thinking that in another direction, and you didn't pick up on it. So we're just going to keep going in your direction. Oh, you yes. speculating about what Ryan Coogler? Ugh, I definitely have spent a lot of time. Maybe Gatorade or something? <laughs> Some water. <laughs> okay, we get it. Um, just saying. I have speculated a great deal about Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we know that there's also going to be a Black Widow movie. So it's Which confirmed. Honestly, it's someone, someone, I don't remember who said this. on. Someone said it on Twitter like, I don't know, maybe like a month or two ago. And someone was like, yo, this Black Widow movie should have came out like six years ago. Because now we don't care about Scarlett <laughs> Johansson's <laughs> dusty, appropriating ass. Okay? I really think it's going to be a problem for a solo movie for her. <laughs> I'm just going to be like... See, here's the thing. As a Marvel person, I'm going to go see it. Yeah. I'm going to go watch it because it's not about her as a person. Right. But if they think that she's going to get a, like... A, a Wakanda kind of reception. You know, the fifty-three percent might yes, show the fifty-three percent <laughs> might be all over this. But I don't know. Did the fifty-three percent show up for Jennifer Lawrence? Because she she's the prototype for the Black Widow movie, right? Well, they didn't show up for Hillary, so maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. We go there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, spicy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't know, whatever. I, Quite honestly, I mean, I'm going to go see this damn movie. I just want a Budapest movie, okay? I want Hawkeye. I wanted a Hawkeye. Yeah. And a Budapest movie. I want to know if Hawkeye is going to be in it. That would be really cool if it was a Black Widow movie, but I Hawkeye want, was in it. You might as well. I mean, they're already gone in the past for Captain Marvel. Just go back to Budapest. <sighs> I want I want to know about I feel kind of bad saying that. I don't want people to get the impression that I don't think Black Widow could do her own movie. I oh, yeah. do. Absolutely. She could hold it down. I, I just want be- other people in the movie. Fair enough. 
I think she can hold it down by herself. I don't think she needs other people. Absolutely. I just want other people. Absolutely. You know, I just this is what I want. Fair enough. That's all and I the have thing to say. is, like, if we do a past movie and no one else is in it, it's gonna be then, weird. Well, then how is it gonna connect? That's right. You know what I mean? It just I don't down. want a one-shot Marvel movie. I don't want an origin story. No. I just want like like a James Bond, you know, you're in like the third Bond film or whatever. That's what I want. <laughs> just just give me Bond Black Widow. Moving on. <laughs> That's it. That's all I, that's all I have to say that's about it. That's all we got to say. That's all I have to say. Um, moving on, you are excited about a movie. Excited is a stretch. Oh, a stretch like how glass blowers stretch. Stop it. Glass. Here we are. <laughs> the new trailer, latest trailer for oh. Glass <laughs> is out. Um, I. Never watched any of these movies. What what what's in the? It, it's it's Unbreakable, Unbreakable, and then Split, and then Split. That's it so far. And that Glass. Oh, I thought it was three, and this was like the fourth like crossover movie. No, no, no. This is the third, and Glass refers to Samuel L. Jackson's character, and he's the in fuck. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I mean. If you're watching the trailer, you're going to be spoiled. So it turns out that Samuel L. Jackson is the villain in Unbreakable. He was, it was, it was the Shyamalan twist, kind of. I, I don't think I've ever seen a Shyamalan movie. Yeah. So you haven't seen, you didn't see Signs? No. Oh, you didn't, you didn't see The Sixth Sense? No. You didn't see The Village? I'll take no for 200, Alex. Lady in the Water? I'll take no for 400. You really haven't seen any Alex. of his movies. Daily Double. Wait, have you seen Avatar? You haven't seen Avatar. <laughs> still no. Well, I won, you're never going to see that. I won all the money. You have to do that on your own time. Final Jeopardy. Okay. Um, <laughs> his hallmark... His hallmark film style is to include a massive twist at the end of his movies. How original? Well, I think that when he started making movies, it it it's not that the idea of a twist is original, but how shocking the Shyamalan twists are, or like how miraculously everything comes together, I think is very mm. unique to him. Okay. So uh, Unbreakable is about this guy who basically finds out that he has superpowers and this guy who he's like you know compatriots with um becoming a super villain at the same time mm-hmm. and it's a really interesting movie and i thought it was a one off uh i haven't seen split but Universe. i know that it's about this guy who has split personalities and one of his split personalities is like this monster rage machine that is essentially the hulk and for whatever reason even though Split personalities is a dissociative disorder that happens in your brain. He somehow has like physical enhancements when he's this. Also, a split personality, I feel like that's offensive. I actually watched a BuzzFeed video of a psychologist or a psychiatrist, whichever one is appropriate, going through and like looking at representations. And he said that this is pretty much like kind of how it works. I meant like just the the phrase. 
Oh, I see what you mean. Well, I certainly mean no offense. Apologies if I offended anyone. Uh, it was certainly not my intention. Yeah, they, they shouldn't have named that movie that probably either. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, anyway. what is it? The history of representation, right? You got to get shitty representation before you get the good stuff. I guess. I don't know. I don't know that people are like heralding the rep- representation of a guy who turns into a monster. But anyway. Probably not. Glass is the three of them somehow get together. So I'm like excited for it because I didn't realize that he intended for Unbreakable to be a thing. And I kind of want to see where this goes. So, so yeah, I just want to see what happens. You know, I'm into superhero stuff. So this is kind of like a superhero situation. All right. Well, you have fun. (laughs) Thank you. To oh, it'll be an HBO viewing. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm not going to try to get you to go see this in theaters. I mean, you can go by yourself. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't go to a movie by yourself? No, I don't like it. Oh, I love going to things by myself. No, I don't like doing that at all. <laughs> anyway, other things that... Oh, here's something that I didn't like. <laughs> Insecure. Oh, <laughs> shaking the table. Am I? Did you see that 63% of the audience is white? Girl. Yes. No. Yes. Fucking. Yes. You know why? Because niggas share HBO passwords, okay? Yes, White yes, people <laughs> legitimately <laughs> buy them because they have generational wealth. Ooh. Okay? That's funny. I use a password. <laughs> Judge me. That's funny because I... You don't also use a password. Yeah, you don't, don't pay for HBO. <laughs> okay, so we don't count. See, this is what happens. You don't, you know, we don't take direct action in the media that we anyway, them them 60% are carrying, which is fine with me. Well, they know niggas watch it because niggas be tweeting. You ever well, see a white person tweet about insecure? <laughs> My point exactly. Anyway. <sighs> what Nothing happened, happened this season. season? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing did. I'm glad we asked it the same time. I just you know, it was really funny. Uh, when nothing was happening in uh, Iron Fist, it was like the scene in I don't know, in the midway to where Dav was just talking about his mother. And I'm like, all right, we get it. The cinematography is great. Great. You know how to use a camera. Yeah. That's it. That's all I... It was like good cinematography. Good soundtrack. Insecure is about lighting black people. It's really just a, a lesson. It's just a, a master class, class in lighting In cinematography people. and soundtrack choices for black people. Here's That's the thing. It. At least the nothing happening in Insecure is, like, enjoyable to watch. I was never like, oh, what a chore. I can't believe I'm watching this. I was on Twitter a lot. Well, everyone's on Twitter a lot when they watch Insecure. I mean, but, like, in a not paying attention kind of way. Not in the mm. actively paying attention kind of way. Like, it didn't captivate. Like, when in Atlanta, when nothing happens, it's still, like, it's when, still captivating. And I hate to, like, you know, compare black shows. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I can't think of, like, a white show that is doing what they're doing. When nothing happens in Atlanta, it is drama and tension and art. Yes. And art. when nothing's happening in Insecure, it is probably a joke that fell flat. Yeah, I just... I don't know. It was just a weird... It's just a weird season. Everything that sort of like happened came like happened super slow. Like her finally quitting the fucking job. That took yeah. forever. Her finally getting over Lawrence. It took forever. Which and then <laughs> talking to Lawrence again. Which, yeah. I, it was just I don't know. I'm here for Issa. 
I'm here for Insecure. The season just bored the fuck out of me. Like, until the end, the end got much better. The oh. Coachella episode was hilarious. The Coachella, okay, yes, it had its moments. It yes. was like the life of it was life of Pablo season. Yes, it's like the life of Pablo. I guess is not a great album. I will, I'll fight someone on this. I don't care. It's not. It's not a great album, but it has you know its moments. Listened. What I couldn't get past the Bleach asshole. I never have. Wow. As That's, soon as I heard him say bleach asshole, I was out. Right off. I was done. I mean, Kanye is what Kanye does. Um He's dead. Yeah, it had it had it had its moments this this season. It I don't know if it like did it for me. It wasn't my beautiful dark was a fantasy, you know. Anyway. It was almost like a sophomore slump that happened in the junior year instead. Mm-mm. Yes, we all progress at different paces. So Yeah. You know, and I have faith that she's gonna come back. Yeah. Well, yeah, season four is coming around. Um, it's going to be great. And she has that new one about that about the bi person. That's so I'm good. sure they're going to fuck that up. Listen, the queer representation in Insecure is horrific, atrocious, horrendous. I, her brother, he was only like a gay punchline. Yes, like you could have had and this the smoke moment on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it could have you know even if he was gonna be like a catty gay or whatever there 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 were other directions there were a lot of other directions they could have gone with the first or second season direction whichever one he was introduced in where, where he just didn't say it we weren't even sure if he was gay he was just like he's gay and is also wallpaper and this time I'd rather be wallpaper than be that fair enough fair enough I that agree. was it was bad. It was it was not. Also, the way that Molly was Oof, I'm such s- a heterosexist with her ex. I mean, she was just homophobic. Whatever. It's the same it's, it's the same thing, but you know, I just feel like you gotta okay. she's homophobic. Okay. Whatever. Biphobic. She phobias. had some phobias happening. Yes. And first of all, I she I'm kind of mad that they didn't just make it that. Mm. That he was Actually, with a man, right? But you know, whatever. And then they put him with a girl. Shit. Everyone was just like, "But that was all that they did with it." Was gay? Like they didn't even no, really address it. Oh, no, they were just like next scene. I'm actually scared about the the buy show. I don't know, because like part of me is like, uh, well, how would this character act? Whatever. IRL. And I try. I know. I like try to be like, well, like, meh. But even then, you're like unfairly like stereotyping people. I feel like when you try to do, I don't know. I just she has not <sighs> shown herself to be trustworthy on this issue. No, and but you know what? Her cast has not shown themselves to be good on this issue. You know, what I gotta check out. She has a podcast, Fruit. I think it's about like a gay football player. It's on Stitcher. I'm stuck with a Stitcher Premium. Subscription for the month okay. for the year, I paid for it for the Wolverine podcast. I'm gonna have to check it out and see and report back and be like, is it gonna be good or not? Mm-hmm. I'll let you know. Please do, because wow. um, anyway, you know, kudos to the team. It was a you know it was lit it very was well, season, and it was lit very well. Musical direction, beautiful gowns, fantastic. <sighs> Peace to the queen. Um, and something that brings me uh, a lot less joy to talk about mm. significantly. So, <sighs> some drama. <sighs> I mean, it's not even like 
I feel like just saying that it's just drama is like not even. It would have not been that if had, it was handled. Um, yes, the prop. Yes. All right. So um, this is very recent. I feel like the announcement was just like a few days ago. So uh-huh. uh, I guess to put this linearly, Geeks of Color, the very popular black blurred blog, um, especially famous on Twitter. Blurred. Blurred. Black nerd. Yeah, I I don't use that term, but I feel like, you know. We got to define it for the audience. Yeah, sorry. Blurred, black nerd. Um, So they put out, like, this weird statement. It was very cryptic. It was like, basically, it was just like, something happened. We're working on it. We're sorry. And I was just like, what? It was very weird. I was like, I have no idea what the fuck that anyone's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, I think, like, the next day, day and a half, um, a lot of the sort of, I guess I'll say more freelance writers, not like the senior staff of Geeks of Color. The folks that don't get paid. Right, the folks that don't get paid. Volunteers for the cause, which we'll talk about that too. Um, We're talking about basically what happened. Um, And um, we'll link to, I think, some of like the bigger tweet threads that happened, but um, one of their women writers was um, allegedly sexually assaulted by uh, one of the senior staff members of Geeks of Color. Um, another writer was talking about um, sort of taking a break due to uh, mental health issues and felt not supported. There's all that going on. And then a lot of you know the writers on that level, a lot of the unpaid writers were given like this email that was like, you know, we're trying to move on and become more professional. So we're basically like cutting people. Um, You can still write if you want, but like, this is what's going to happen. And so since all that sort of happened, a lot of people have been coming out of the woodwork to talk about how Geeks of Color isn't that friendly, not so much, you know, like the family that they portrayed themselves to be. (sighs) And I don't know, it's, it's it's a lot. Like I said, we'll link to everything because Lord knows I, I won't be able to. I think I gave a good recap of everything that's gone on, but it's a lot. Yeah. Um, the follow-up was that the accused senior staff member posted a whack-ass apology. I don't even think it's the word. I think justification. Yeah, all the stuff that I saw... Coming back, they were just not apologies at all. There's like just no accountability taken from the senior staff at all. No, it sounds like there's been a pattern of that as yeah. well. <sighs> Old I, dude just really went out of his way to basically say, I would never do something like this. It's offensive for you to even accuse me of this. And by the way, she wanted the D, like stuff like that. It was just a wild statement to make. And I think those statements are especially gross is when like, you know, the you know, the person who made the accusation, you know, went out of her way to talk to senior staff to do it internally and then you come back with like this fake apology in a public sphere just makes no sense to me. Yeah. And it's like not actually an apology. Trigger warning for mention of suicide. Uh, yeah. A few 
minutes, I guess, after he posted the apology, I would say like a half hour or so later, he then posted this really detailed suicide note, which certainly implied that he had already harmed himself. The police were called, they got sent out to his place, and last I saw on Twitter, it was confirmed through someone who knows him, IRL, that the police uh, did get a hold of him, so he did not harm himself, or at the very least is not, uh, you know, fatally injured. And it's just, you know, it it makes me angry to a certain degree because Mm -hmm. it seems so much like something... It seems so much like someone who is doing the absolute most to avoid any accountability. Yeah. I it it's it's a lot. And I don't know. I feel like cuz a lot of people were also making the comparison to black girl nerds. Mhm. And it's not not there. I don't know. I feel like a lot of bigger indie, you know, black spaces are all about like the community and the cause and Yeah, black power. They end up just, you know, exploiting people's work and labor. Again, this seems to be a theme of today's episode. (laughs) Um, It's because black blue check Twitter is trying to get some clout because they want to cash out and they want ninja money too. Or Marvel Collider money. (laughs) Fair enough. People want to make it. And they think that in order to make it, they need to do certain things. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's just really sad to see. And I feel like a lot of the writers who were kind of like let who were let go in the situation are just gonna have way more questions than answers. I feel like a lot of like what happened with black girl nerds is still unsettled. I feel like what is going day. on yeah, to this day. And I feel like what's gonna happen with Geese of Color is that a lot of this stuff is still gonna remain unsettled. It seems to me like they're just planning on plowing ahead. Like, I don't I think guess. that they've stopped content the way that Black Girl Nerds at least stopped content for a little bit. I know well, they, they back up. They stopped content and tried to delete the shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, I, mm. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll keep you updated, but it's a shitty situation. Uh, Terrible situation. Just not what you want to see. No. And obviously, a problem that needs to be addressed in more than just these one or two isolated incidents that don't yeah. seem so isolated. Because it's a it's a lot of it's like power dynamics here. It's like that whole like, ooh, I'm the you know nerdy guy, and women yeah. don't want to blah blah. It's and I mean we talk about this. I think you know cer- similar subjects come up with you know when we talk about like you know the whole perception of violence in real life when it comes to gamers and you know toxicity. In nerd culture, and I don't know. It's just like Black I'm glad people that people are, not are exempt. No, we're not. Um, and I'm glad that people are, you know, holding folks accountable. Yeah, at least it does seem like the actual community that is real and tangible. Right. In both situations, we're right there to call everyone out. Yeah. So at least there's that. At least there's that. All right. Well. Okay. Uh, you want to drop a beat? Sure. I'm just so, sad. So I mean, it's, it, it, you know, we'll play some music, but it's, it's just like one of those like unresolved, like yeah, you know, type of situations. So.
played something very interesting in these past two weeks, but not for very long. You know, some games don't hold up. Oh. I went and started the Master Chief Collection, and I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. let me play the one game that I didn't play out of these, and it was Halo 4. Okay. And I started it, and I was like, this is not fun. <laughs> it don't look good. It's not... <laughs> That's not fun. I will probably, I would definitely, and I'll still stand by this, I probably would still heavily fuck with the first game Uh just out of nostalgia. But like I said, I never played the fourth. And it was a no for me, dog. I (laughs) couldn't do it. That's it. I'm I'm over it. Okay. Um, I would love to defend Halo 4, but. Oh, no, I don't. I don't need to. I mean, if you <laughs> must, if you feel like you need to defend its I don't. honor. No? Okay. No. Um, I've been playing a lot of Two Dots, which is a mobile is game. Oh. Oh! It's the sequel to Dots. <laughs> but it's not called Dots 2. It's called Two Dots. Um, it's essentially a take on a... It's a take on like a match four puzzle game. Dots, the original, is kind of like the very basics of how everything can work. Mm -hmm. And then Dots 2 is more of like an adventure puzzle game. Dots is essentially an endless kind of game, the same way that Threes can be an endless game. Okay. Game Threes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dots 2, there are levels. You mean two dots. Yeah, sorry. Two dots, (laughs) there are levels. I'm on like level 300-something. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I've been playing for years. It's not anything new, but oh. I recently have been commuting in a way that I haven't been previously commuting for a long time and won't be again sometime very soon. Look at you. <sighs> Thank you. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, a really good way to spend my time. Nope. It's not so overly uh, microtransaction-y that uh, it impedes your enjoyment. And it can actually be legitimately difficult. So... I'm going to get it right now. Oh. Oh. So you recommended it, and I need more good mobile games Wow, on my phone. Ooh, Editor's Choice. Is it really? A beautiful puzzle adventure. Yeah, Editor's Choice. Hmm. And it's free. It is free, because there's microtransactions. Yay, microtransactions. Face ID. I have it. Beautiful. Speaking about mobile things. Yeah. Makes me think of Ishtar Commander. Oh. You know what Ishtar Commander makes me think of? What? A game that... It vaguely sounds familiar to me. I... This is a lot. Don't quite remember. You're doing a lot. What it is. The most. Is it fate? Is it <laughs> the journey? <laughs> hmm. No, something with mm, the you destination. Voice actor. I should. That sounds wonderful, don't I? No, Destiny, Destiny 2, yes, that is the game that I haven't played. I literally have not played Destiny 2 in I don't want to talk to you about that. (laughs) What's going on with our Guardians? There's quite a bit going on. Um, It's a big week, so... That's right, there's a whole fucking event. Yeah, every uh, three weeks, 
the Dreaming City, one of the new areas in the new expansion, uh, is completely transformed, and it opens up a bunch of new stuff that you can't otherwise do. One of those things is a dungeon, as they're calling it, which is called the Shattered Throne. Mm. And it is essentially a raid light activity. Um, It's much longer than a strike, but it's not as long as the raid. Um, And it's really hard. And there's raid-like mechanics, including damage phases and those types of things. So uh, one of the rewards for doing some complicated things in the Shattered Throne is a badass bow called the Wish Ender, which I just got. And it is fantastic. It is the best bow I have played with in the game Mm -hmm. in terms of how it feels. I don't know that it is the bow with the most utility, um, but I'm really excited to be playing with it. Uh, I've officially figured out what my loadout is going to be. My loadout is going to be bow pulse rifle um, with a rocket launcher. Mm. So now I'm going to optimize my gear and start. No shotgun sliding for you? Only in the crucible. Mm. Um, this is your PVE loadout. Yeah, I most I I don't concern myself that much with a PvP loadout because mm. all I'm really doing every week is completing the minimum required for a powerful reward. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not what you would call a PvP player, although I do complete all the Iron Banner bounties every week uh, when <laughs> Iron Banner comes around, which on top of what I was just talking about is around right now. So it's an Iron Banner week, um, which is basically uh, hard mode on the Crucible, which is the PvP of Destiny. And then on top of all of that, the Halloween special event started this week. It's running for three weeks, essentially through the end of the month and the first week of November. Uh, And it's called Festival of the Lost. Mm -hmm. It's the first time Destiny 2 is doing this, but not the first time Destiny has done this. Um, And you kind of get to dress up in masks that are literal like paper mache moldings of characters that we know and love in the Destiny universe. Very cute. It is very cute and it's very fun. There is a haunted version of the infinite forest from the not so famed first expansion curse of osiris so they took the useful essentially long loading screen called the infinite forest and made it spooky and legitimately scary because there are unkillable immortal knights stalking you that can essentially one hit you whenever you're walking around and they uh, stands very still until you get close to them and then they attack you. Oh, that <laughs> and you can't terrifying. see them because it is so dark I don't in like the that. infinite forest now. I'm glad I'm not playing Destiny. Yeah, I don't do horror and uh, it's pretty scary, but the rewards are pretty good. You can get a 600 auto rifle from doing a bunch of bounties and you can get masterwork cores from the weekly bounty, which, you know, are in high demand for those of you who know what those are. Um... So yeah, all in all, a lot going on this week in addition to all the normal stuff that's going on. Uh, So much so that I really didn't get a ton further into Assassin's Creed. I'm about halfway through, and uh, it is excellent. It's excellent. Um, Truly one of the first times I can say that wherever I go, there is always something new to do some distraction that takes me off of my main course. So much so that even though I'm about halfway through, that doesn't mean that I've put like, you know, a minimal amount of time into it. Mm -hmm. I have put a ton of time 
into Assassin's Creed pretty much like all weekend um, for two weekends in a row. And it's really, I've only scratched the surface. I'm going to have to make it a point to not play Assassin's Creed the way I normally play. As I've said before, I clear every area and then I move on to the next part of the story and then I clean that area. You're just going in too many different directions all the time to do that. Um, I just hit the next big part of the quest where I am exploring the larger part of the peninsula. I assume I'll hit Sparta soon. And, you know, the the three different quest steps are in three different areas. And each one has a bunch of different branches to do as soon as you get there. So I've only... I've only gotten to the place now where all of my gear is pretty good. Um, I'm really confident in battles. It took a little while to get used to the uh, new system for fighting. Uh, It was a little different than previously, but, you know, I think it's a, a huge improvement. I love the different types of arrows. I love what they did with the bow system and changing it from Origins. I love the ability system. There are so many really cool things, and once I explored outside of what I had kind of started with. I realized that there were so many different ways to fight. And so now I'm fighting completely differently than I was maybe five or 10 levels ago. There's just so much depth to the game. Um, I'm really, really satisfied with how everything has been playing. Um, I, I just, I don't have many complaints at all. Um, I think you know, now having played it for a bit more, uh, I will say that Alexios's voice acting can use some work in certain places. I don't think that it's by any means bad, and probably it's more the script's fault than anything. But overall, I think, you know, it's a really, really great... I think it's a really great expansion to the franchise, and, you know, I'm... I'm I'm actually happy it's taking me so long. I've seen some complaints that, you know, bigger isn't always better, for instance, from someone that I really respect on YouTube. And uh, I get the point, but I love this type of game, and I'm perfectly happy if it takes me a long time to 100% it. If it takes me until, you know, the DLC comes out to, you know, clear the map, that's fine. You know, I'm really enjoying myself. Fair enough. And I'm getting close to 600 with my characters on Destiny. And so the need to do every single thing every week will be uh, much lessened. So I can really kind of start paying much more attention to Odyssey just in time for you to start playing uh, Red Dead after you are getting the rest of Forza out of your system. Please, (laughs) literally no one says it like that. (laughs) Everyone says it like that. Forza. Forza. Ugh. We're looking it up. Forza. Mm. Hope that got caught on the mic. A forza. A forza. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Forza's fun. I... I, don't know, I think I'm hitting a little bit of a wall just because, like, most of the stuff you end up just doing by yourself. Um, and I realized I like tried to go into doing more multiplayer things. Um, so, like, you could initiate 
races and invite players like on a race by race basis, or you could like do head to head with people. But I've realized uh, since starting the game that they really took out how they they really overhauled their entire multiplayer system. So like the old way that you could do it is that you could just you know join a lobby and you could just be you know stuck in like random races based either on a theme. Like cars or class uh, or racing type. Um, if you wanted to, you could even just specifically be like, I only want to do these races with this car, with this class. Um, and as long as you weren't too specific, you could usually find people to do it with. Um, but it worked very much in the same way that like if you wanted to do Iron Banner in Destiny, but you didn't have a group of six, you would just get match made with, you know, however many other people you needed. You just jump in and go. That is not the case anymore. So a lot of the like festival stuff or the seasonal like big races this time around you like have to do or I guess to get the most out of it you have to do in a group and you can't just be match made into a group you have to find that group yourself which I don't know if I like I feel like it would be cool and maybe it would just be too much on their system to have multiplayer in each and every way possible but like it would be nice if, like, for smaller races, you would just get paired up with people who do want to race, even if they're not in your lobby, like how it happens in Destiny. Or you, I guess you would get, like, shifted to a lobby with people who are looking for games. Um, and then maybe for, like, the big stuff, like, you would, like, a raid have to have your team. But... That's what I was about to ask. Yeah. The festival stuff, like, the raid of Forza. I guess. It's not... I don't consider it as a raid because, like, it's just, like, it's just races, not, like, you know, a huge, you know, it's just, like, a bunch of races, singular events that get shuffled out every, you know, season. I guess every, like, four or five days. So, I don't know. It's, like, difficult because, like, you know, it's hard to, like, get six people together to play Destiny, let alone a fucking racing game. Hmm. So, I don't know. I'm, like, toying with the idea of just, like, trying to find other people to do it with but well you put the call out last week did you get any emails no <laughs> the community has let you down it's a small community <laughs> so gamer I'm, friends I'm you not... play racing games uh audio nerd wants to play with you i want to play um you should look at like reddit and see if there's an yeah I, on reddit. I joined a like a, a club a horizon club on reddit is like the overflow club for the first Reddit club, there's two Reddit clubs. I, oh, okay. But like, I don't know. I never like want to like mess with someone and be like, "Hey, want to race?" Like, oh, but that's what you gotta do. I know. Wow, you're the person that we always talk about in the Destiny community who wants to raid and knows how to find people, but just doesn't do it. Oh, that's that's a type of person. It's that's- a topic of conversation. Well, <laughs> maybe I'll do it. I guess I don't have a choice. You should do it. But it's just like weird. Like, you I should don't do it like, and report talk. back. That's your homework. I don't want to like talk to people. It's your homework. It's your mm. gamer friend's homework. You have to play with some friends that you make on the game. Gamer friends. Mm. See how I did that? I hate that. Yeah. But yeah, whatever. That's all I have to say about it. I'm like, you know, chucking along, driving along. Yeah. We've only got a few more days. And, yeah, I mean, Forza is like the type of game where, like, you know, I'll be playing it yeah. for the next few years. Yeah. So, like, 
or however long until Horizon 5 goes out because I'm not going to get Motorsport 8. <laughs> I, I tried it out. It, Motorsport is just like not my jam. It's too much for you. Although I like it because like the racing is more serious. Like I wish like I could just find like Horizon people who take Horizon like more, like not like more serious, but like I don't like racing where everyone's just crashing into each other and it's like Mario Kart so you can get there first. Like that's not fun to me. But, like, also, Motorsport is super intense and, like, just a different type of racing that I don't like. I bet there is an LFG out there for you. I bet there's a group that's, like, they just posted a recruitment Uh, thing on Reddit. And they're like, oh, we want someone who, you know, wants to race but doesn't want to treat this like Mario Kart. You know, that's not fun to us. I bet there's exactly that wording somewhere on the internet. All right. Well, I'll look for it and report back. Please do. Whatever. You have See, a lot of reporting back to do next week. It's cute next when like episode, I can I mean. like report on a or like not report. It's cute when I can like, you know, make a story on how other people find their gaming friends, but now I have to find gaming friends and it seems much more daunting. Maybe you should do a story about yourself. Hmm. It's a thought. <laughs> oh, that seems cap on self-indulgent. No, it doesn't. Maybe. That's like half of this American life. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Although those are the douchiest ones. Yeah. I trust you. You could pull it off. Uh, we'll see. Future future episodes here on Game of Friends. Um, I think that was a show. I think that was a show as well. Uh, You have anything to, to say other than desperately pleading people to play with you? Nah, just the usual. Thank you for listening. You guys are awesome. You all are awesome. You all are awesome. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe on your platform of choice. And please tell your friends. Yeah. Oh, someone asked a good friend of the show, Sarah. Uh huh. She asked, "Does it have to be on Apple?" No. No, because their algorithm is fucked anyway. Yeah. No. <laughs> it can literally be on whatever platform you want, and it tell people to listen to you matter. on whatever platform they want. A listen is a listen. A download is a download. We'll take it wherever we can get it. We will. Not okay. Well, what? What were you saying? We're not picky. We aren't. We aren't. Not picky at all. Well, we'll see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks, y'all. Deuces.